Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE, transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend and Verisage Institute colleague, Ed Kless. And on today's show, folks, we have a special treat for you. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Great. Merry Christmas, Ron. We're at Merry too. Christmas Eve, actually. Uh, excellent. Yeah, we've got a really uh, special program, don't we? We do. We somehow got our microphones into the audit of Santa Inc. And this, this is just, I mean, we're breaking new ground right here. This is, this is uh, really an exclusive to the Soul of Enterprise listeners. Um, so I, I think we should, do you have anything else to set up, Ron? I think we should just turn the, let, turn no, the tape Oh, I on. think we should jip it, right? Join it in progress. Let's go. Yeah. Let's roll the tape. Okay. Hi, my name is... Um, I'm, as I mentioned in my letter to you, the form 25735 from the Associated Interpol of Auditing Agencies. My name is Sir John Paul Luke Matthews, and I represent the European Consortium, the United States of America, the G7, the G20, the G183, as it relates to the attestation of what we now understand as Santa Inc. And may I have your name for the record, please? Uh, yeah, my name is Stephen McNice. I am the CFO of of Santa LLC. So it looks as though your records seem to be a little bit off right from the get go. And I'd like to say that I I am on the nice list, but I'm on the borderline because why would you schedule this for Christmas Eve? This is our busiest. This is it's ridiculous. This is our busiest hey. day. Hey, look, you know, don't blame me, blame my boss. My boss is, is, is in a number of buildings, one of which is on uh, on Pennsylvania Street. So I have to work, you have to work. I don't really care. It's not for your convenience. It's for my convenience. I have a report that has to go. So, you know, enough of this delay. We've been asking right. this for years. We're tired of this. It's now time to get forward. Right. So, okay. so, Mr. McNice... You know, may I call you Mr. McNice or may I call you Steve? I would I would like you to call me Elf McNice. That's the, culturally that's how it's uh, it's acceptable in the North Pole. Well, we're here to be your friend at the North Pole. That's nice to know. That answered one of my questions. I needed to confirm what is Santa's residency. His his residency is the North Pole. We live on a sheet of ice over the Arctic Ocean in the North Pole. That's our residency. We we live in international waters. We don't have a home. You don't have a home. Who issued Santa's passport? We have our own passport issuing body at the North Pole. We we're we're an unincorporated point. In the north of the Atlantic Ocean, and well, we are—we claim sovereignty over this place. I will need, as 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 I as I as my long disclosure list indicated, we will need confirmation 
of Santa's birth record and this issuance of the passport because of the United Nations this last fall, uh, the North Pole was not one of the officially recognized bodies. And I need to make sure from a compliance standpoint that the U.S. Office of of OFAC, which is the Office of Foreign Asset Control, hasn't placed the North Pole as sanctions. And therefore, we need to make sure that we aren't dealing with criminal investigations. We're, we're just currently just trying to be it, it, it just a civil, nice, we're just a compliance audit. We need to take care of some things. The queen is getting older and she's been wanting to do this for a long time. Now, you so you already have Santa's passport and his birth certificate. I faxed it to you on the fax machine that Santa gave you last year. You need to set it up and you will receive all of the documentation that you required. We had to return that that genuous bribe that Santa tried to leave because it was exceeded the gift limits of $4.73, which would be equivalent of three euros or two pounds, because we would not want to be carry favor. So thank you for the offer, but, but that fax machine must have gone somewhere else. We'll, 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 we'll come by for a visit and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll ask for a tour, but may I go through my, we need to do some checklists. You understand the rules. You, this is not your first audit. Is it uh, Elf McNice? Does, do you, I'm, I'm, I'm older than the history of civilization. I've had, I've had more audits than, than you have, uh, fax machines. Well, apparently I don't have a fax machine, but thank you. Thank you very much for that. For that and we appreciate your age happy birthday if, it, if i missed one of your birthdays so let's um let's make sure that uh, do i have the completed power of attorney for you to speak for this santa and the santa llc well you would have if you had not returned the fax machine but here i'm gonna send it to you via magic so now you should reach into your back pocket <laughs> Is this the one that you that, have? Yes, that's the one. Does that Will does that authenticate your, this as your signature? That is my signature. Does that meet your high standards of compliance and regulations, Mr. Yes, Matthews? Yes, it does. Yes, it, yes, it does. It's sir, sir, Matthews. Sir, I have a knight. Sir, please be respectful. I apologize, sir, Matthews. <laughs> Well, okay. So um, you've already disclosed that, that Santa is resident of the North Pole. And we'll, we'll come back and visit that later. But um, what is Santa's education and what special skill sets does Santa have? And can you briefly summarize Santa's business operations? Because we're a little concerned it could be a blend of, uh, of humanitarian and or a charity. We're not certain his filing status. So uh, to begin with, Santa is self-educated and he's one of the smartest people you will ever meet. Did you, have you ever heard of, of, a, of a gentleman named Socrates? Yes, Socrates, a, yeah. he's a Greek, he was a Greek person. Yes, Santa gave him his books at Christmas time. Now, you might want to say that Socrates existed before Jesus was born and that maybe that's a violation of the time-space continuum to which I say, we're magic, accept it. Okay, so I, we're, we're going to go down the we're magic, we accept it. Uh, do you have a case site for that? Do you have a, a recent filing that the magic case site 
is a, a viable defense here at the moment? Yeah, it's the case site of Naughty versus Nice and Naughty lost, and that's magic. Aha, uh-huh. so no coal for you. Well, uh, I think we'll get to that as, as per the letter that you said when we get to the carbon tax uh, section. Yes. Yes, we will. Definitely. Because we, we, we are concerned about carbon and methane, but we will, we will move on to that soon. So a couple of other things, other, other areas where we're going to have to have conversations. Oh, wait, well, wait a second. I also have to say, you asked if we're set up as a charity. 100% no. We are not set up as a charity. We are set up as an LLC. Santa, by the way, is a legitimate business as the IRS from America tried to, tried to pin it on us that we're a hobby because we have no profit motive. I've thought that since 1776 or whenever they decided to institute an income tax because listen 1913 but but, but who's counting well okay look who's self-taught now what i'm trying to say is that we have to be able to deduct those losses to offset the gains of santa's offshore gambling we'll, 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 we'll get into your we'll get into your magical bookkeeping soon enough because we are going to have to wonder. There was a third column in your report. You had debits on the left and you had credits on the right. But what was that third? What was that third column? Sometime you're going to have to explain this to me. Christmas bookkeeping. Christmas cheer. Debits. Debits on the left. Credits on the light. Christmas cheer was in the middle. If you would have looked at the spreadsheet. Well, the spreadsheet was confusing because you were using Quattro Pro, and it's been a while since we had Quattro Pro it, in, as an official still, spreadsheet. It still works, damn it. Oh, look at what you did now. You made me say a swear. Well, you, you may be missing, you may be Santa McElf nasty soon. So, but let's, we're, we're friendly. We, we need to keep this. This is rolling. This is, we are here to help you. Remember, this is about compliance. So we are concerned, we are concerned about your use of intangibles in multiple jurisdictions. Now, intangibles, as a reminder, would be anything that isn't tangible because it's intangible. So likenesses and royalties and um, being and values. But we noticed that you, with the recent NORAD um, uh, screenshots that we were able to pull, Santa has crossed the borders of many countries. So on an annual basis, Santa seems to do this. So once a are, year, are you currently one, one moment? Let me get my question, please. So, so are you are aware of the European directive of what we call MOS, which has to relate to cross border VAT on profits, gifts, and sales? And we need to make sure that you are compliant with the VAT. I, I am. I am so uh, up to date on my MOS VAT that I could dance circles around you, which I, which I will do because I'm an elf and we dance constantly. So, so the answer is yes, you're current with that. You will be able to send me copies of your multi-country VAT returns. That, that does not apply to us at all. That's why we're so compliant with that because that first off, 
we don't, we don't, uh, we do not add value to anything that we do because all of the products that we make, we give away for free. Have you ever celebrated Christmas before? Did you get the fax machine? You didn't have to pay anything for it. So since there's no ultimate price to the consumer, then I mean, I'd like to say that we add value. I read a book by some guy named Baker. And so, uh, so yes, there is value because values, all values subjective. And I would like to say that little Billy, when he gets his train he finds it valuable because the little sob asked for it why would he ask for it if there wasn't value so there is subjective value of that train with billy but that's more on a philosophical level on a taxable level we don't add any price to what we make therefore there is no vat or sales tax if you want if you want to get to that level where we don't have to all of that we're in compliance with because we sell no products we have expenses and no revenue, so no taxes. So you're a hobby. You're like the photographer who wants to have equipment, who wants to take pictures someday, but hasn't been able to figure out how to take them, and he wants to have a deduction. You know, that the taxpayers of the G183 shouldn't be subsidizing the mismanagement fortunes of the North Pole. Well... I would like to say that we are run in a professional manner in a professional way. And there's, there's not just one, there are multiple different, it's, it's not a framework. It's not a checklist to determine if an entity is a hobby or a business. It's more of a feeling in your heart, like love, uh, like belief. Okay. So we have, and, a I, and I have a feeling in my heart that we're not a hobby, that we're a damn business. We set up as an LLC. I will, I will, I will, I will add that to the magic to the magic naughty versus nice and see where belief, where belief came in. <clears throat> Soul of Enterprise is sponsored by File. File provides complete and real-time visibility into expense reporting. Check them out at filehq.com. And now a word from our sponsors. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Ron, let's take a minute and talk about our new sponsor, File, F-Y-L-E. We saw a demo of this thing, and it's really awesome. It really is. It allows complete flexibility. You can use any program to submit your expenses. I found that completely liberating. Yeah, and of course, it integrates with all of the accounting software out there. Yeah, and they really nailed their pricing. They use a flat pricing system, so you don't pay for all your employees, only the ones that actually file their expense reports. Yep, so check them out at FileHQ.com. That's F-Y-L-E-H-Q.com. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. Have you ever listened to an advertisement for a book so many times that you question the existence of God? Me too. 
Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I recorded the advertisement for Ron and Ed's book, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Blah 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 Whatever, and four years later, we're all tired of it, especially me. But thankfully, there's a solution. For just $10 a month, you never have to hear my voice again. For a commercial-free version of The Soul of Enterprise, go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe now. Have you listened to so many of my ads that it's corroded your soul? I absolutely have. What if I told you that you could listen to my voice for an entire podcast? I'd say that approximately half of the podcast is actually my voice. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. And I'm Caleb Newquist. We're launching a new podcast called Oh My Fraud. Ron and Ed explore the soul of enterprise. Caleb and I explore fraud, which is more like the herpes of enterprise. Go to wherever you get your podcasts and download Oh Oh My my fraud. Fraud. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Welcome back to The Soul of Enterprise. And now, part two of Santa's Audit. Let's chat about payroll. How many elves are employed in Santa's losing hobby of an operation? We have 3,461 elves on payroll. And has that number increased dramatically over the years? No, it's the exact same number, and it has been forever, because elves, there's two things you got to know about elves. They don't die, and they don't quit. It's 3,461, and it's been that level for longer than... Then, then, uh, well, not quite as long as Socrates, but he, uh, for a long time, for a well, <laughs> since the year one. So, so we need to document the payroll tax compliance. Um, are we paying living wages for elves? And how do you base the living wage as it relates to their longevity of life? We, we, we base our living wage off of the minimum wage of the United States of America. So currently we are paying all of our elves $7 and 25 cents an hour, which is a living wage because we also give them free room and board here at the North pole. You don't. And what, what is there to even spend money on? It's the North pole. We're on a sheet of ice over the North Arctic ocean. There's they, these listen, have you heard of college students who spend a summer to fish crab off of a boat? This is, they don't, they make so much money because there's nothing to spend their money on. These elves are all independently wealthy. And if you didn't know it, they're still working here because it brings them joy in their hearts. If they're independently wealthy, have they, uh, are they, are all of the elves compliant with their income tax reporting requirements? I'd like to say that's beyond the scope of this audit and you need to bring that up with the elves individually. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll come back for a second visit. It'll probably take us about a year. So, uh, okay. so, yeah. so, so reserve your time. Hey, and just, just a, uh, just a, a favor to ask, maybe do it in June or July because we don't celebrate Christmas in July here. We celebrate Christmas on Christmas. 
Well, speaking of that, let's let's go back to payroll. Uh, is there a pension plan uh, for the elves? No. If you weren't listening, elves never quit and they never hey, die. Hey, it's on the checklist. I have to answer. So it's not like I'm not listening, sir. I have to follow the checklist and ask the question. So the answer is no, right? No. There's no okay. there's Thank no Thank you payroll. for the editorial comment about my listening skills. All right. So this, this who provides Santa as elves health care? They they don't they're elves. They don't get sick. They're magical creatures that have an immense constitution, which is why they can work nonstop from Jan- from January 3rd. We give them we give them from Christmas the day after Christmas well really technically Christmas day through January 2nd. That's we we're dark for that. But starting January 3rd for the rest of the year, they work nonstop. It's they and so yes, back to your question. We do have to pay them overtime because they work significantly more than 40 hours a week. How many hours are in a week? Subtract 40 from that. And that's how much overtime we have to pay each of the elves. Each and every week. Each and every week. And, and, and what, is Santa's, what, is, what, is, what is Santa's industry source of revenue? Is he receiving charitable gifts or uh, does he accept crypto? Is he in the, uh, is he in the Bitcoin okay. blockchain world? Now, I mean, uh, I mean, there's no money you told me, so I'm trying, I'm confused here. Okay. Uh, so, so first off, um, the blockchain was created by the devil. And uh, so because of that, Santa will have nothing to do with Bitcoin or Dogecoin. And the only revenue that he receives is any gifts that are left for him in homes that he enters during Christmas Eve. And since both uh, Dogecoin and Bitcoin and uh, and all the other cryptocurrencies are not physical, tangible items, they cannot be left at a plate or in a cup next to a tree for him to gather on his trip around the world. So no, he has no So you're, you're telling me that Santa records revenue for cookies and milk. Yes. And that's his sole source of income for the entire, for this entire operation. So, so the cookies and milk gets converted into something that Santa is able to create well, something to pay the elves the overtime. I'm just, I'm just trying to understand the business model, sir. I mean, it's a, it's confusing for, for lowly people like us who don't live at the North Pole. Well, I'd like to say that to our credit, we do disclose all of the cookies and milk and other items that are left for us on the trees, even though to date throughout our entire existence, we have never yet received a 1099 for any of the cookies or milk that we have gathered on Christmas Eve. Yet our our own ethical standards and our own uh, integrity has been the reason why we continue to report those those items, even though they are non-cash, we still see them as an increase that we receive in our operations. We have a report from our, our special agent, uh, uh, Ken Redkin, okay, and uh, who at one point was in the hair, but decided to become a special agent. Mr. Redkin audited a certain John C., of Australia and John C of Australia reported that when, when he was audited uh, represented that he had received copious amounts of rare wines 
as gifts. And uh, when the Australian tax authorities were visiting his home in this extensive wine cellar, um, when he was asked, he said that they were gifts and he excluded them from his income uh, as gifts. And he, and, he, and he claimed that they were gifts by Santa Claus. So we need to understand under what terms of the Australian tax treaty with the North Pole that, 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 that this gift was excludable for income for John C. And did Santa claim it as a gift on the appropriate, on the appropriate um, 777 form that has to be reported as it relates to um, gift taxes? Um, so can you explain this situation to us? Oh I, oh, I absolutely can explain this situation, Sir Matthews, because apparently Mr. Redkin did not do quite enough uh, uh, due diligence before you're bringing this unbased accusation against me, because as you as Redkin should have known, John C. is an attorney and he has represented us in the past. Therefore, that was that cannot be construed as a gift that must be construed as a payment to John C. Therefore, we are allowed to deduct the cost of said wine and John C. must include said red wine on his taxes under the Australian taxing authorities. So we are completely exempt from any kind of inquiry into the gift nature of this because it was not it well although again in my heart i know it was a gift i also know that there has been precedent set in multiple cases before various taxing authorities throughout the world that would say that due to our business relationship that we've had in the past we cannot categorize that as a gift it must be categorized as a payment and therefore it's deductible to us and it's taxable to john c well, we will, we will, we will have to send. Um, we'll, we'll have to spend the the super, the super agent Paul Dunn down to John C's examination because because clearly Ken Redkin uh, may have misunderstood the facts because uh, John C was not claiming those as payments for services, but 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 gratuitous gifts. Uh, received over the years from Santa Claus. Right. Oh, and it, when in your communications with Mr. Redkin, you can also tell him that strangely, he just got added to the naughty list. Well, we'll, we'll let Mr. Redkin know along with Sam. We'll tell Sam. Sam's connected to Ken Redkin. Yeah. Sam that naughty was, uh, list. Sam naughty list too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, you guys seem to be fairly uh, in, indeterminate, discriminatory between people who, how do you get on this naughty and nice list, by the way? Because I, clearly I'm worried that there may be a public, um, you know, you, you, you can't discriminate against the public and a public services offering uh, so, so, so uniquely. So you should um, please explain this to me. It, it's, it's, it's very simple, Sir Matthews. If you're good to us, we're good to you. Oh, that's the business model. Uh, the quid pro quo model. Is that's, that what that is? That's not just our model. That's our, that's our, that's our tagline. It's Santa LLC. If you're good to us, we're good to you. Have you never celebrated Christmas before? You know, there's been a recent um, outbreak uh, of, of COVID, right? Yes. So, yes. so what are the COVID protocols that Santa is going to, uh, to utilize as he crosses the 
borders in the upcoming um, field trip. We we are compliant with the COVID testing protocols of every single sovereign nation in the world, which I'll tell you what, 100% BS, because as I've already covered, elves don't die, don't quit, don't get sick. But even though these wonderful, my I am one of the 3,461 elves. And I will tell you every week I get a, the big, cause you have, sir, have you had a COVID test? Yes, I have the, the spit one or the jam, a giant Q-tip up your nose. One. I have had the um, <clears throat> giant Q-tip as you described it. Exactly. And do you accept so, in North Korea? And here, and, and you're, and I'm guess I'm making an assumption here. Do you happen to be a human uh, and normal human size? Yes. Do you know how large those Q-tips are to an elf? They're like stilts. It's like the thing, like, have you ever used one of those suction cups to change a light bulb that's too high for you to reach? That to a human is what those Q-tips are to an elf. And yet we have to jam them up our nose to our brain, even though we never get sick. It's horrible. But I have all of the records and I just put them all in your back pocket through magic and you're welcome to uh, analyze them to the full Thank extent. You. Thank you very much. We, we, like we, will, we, will, we will put that in the, uh, in the forum file. Uh, how are you? Um, the full recording of Santa's Audit is available on our Patreon ta- channel, patreon.com slash TSOE, which is sponsored by 90 Minds. Get ahead, hire a mind at 90minds.com. And now a word from our sponsors. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever listened to an online radio show that changed your life? I'm required to say that I have. Have you ever stopped listening to an online radio show because the commercials were mind-numbingly repetitive? Of course you haven't because you're here right now. Look, you don't have to listen to me anymore. There's a commercial-free version of this show, and it only costs $10 a month. And for $15 a month, you get no commercials plus bonus content. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE, subscribe now, and be free. You're worth it. Ron, let's take a minute and talk about our new sponsor, File, F-Y-L-E. We saw a demo of this thing, and it's really awesome. It really is. It allows complete flexibility. You can use any program to submit your expenses. I found that completely liberating. Yeah, and of course, it integrates with all of the accounting software out there. Yeah, and they really nailed their pricing. They use a flat pricing system, so you don't pay for all your employees, only the ones that actually file their expense reports. Yep, so check them out at FileHQ.com. That's F-Y-L-E-H-Q.com. 
You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Welcome back to The Soul of Enterprise, and now, part three of Santa's Audit. Did, did Santa apply for any of the PPP loans or SBA emergency loans? Uh, yes, we did. And um, can I get a copy of the tax filing that you used to support the PPP loan as required by the SBA regulations? You can, because as I mentioned before, we have a hefty payroll and PPP amounts are based off of payroll. And guess how many people we let go during COVID? Zero, because as I've mentioned before, elves never die, never quit and never get sick. Did, did you really have to pay them then? The, the elves? If they don't die and they never get sick and they never quit. Yeah, we pay them $7.25 an hour currently based on the United States minimum wage. And we continue right. to pay them. Do you, the, the purpose of the PPP loan was to encourage employers like us to retain employees. And we were very happy to take that money because we were certain that we were going to retain our employees. Have you relieved? Have you, have you received formal forgiveness of your PPP loan? We have, because guess what? The, the, uh, Eric Munchkin, I think that's his name. He's in, he's the head of the SBA. Guess what? He knows that if he's good to us, we're good to him. Are you suggesting that, that, that he relieved, gave relief to, uh, potentially a very large debt in exchange for a future gift? I'm not, I'm not saying nor implicating that. I believe that we complied with all of the requirements necessary for forgiveness of our significant PPP loan that we received. Do you have a recent, do you have a copy of your most recent audited financial statements? I do. I have, I actually have uh, 14 copies. 14 copies. And, yeah, and, that's, and, all and, we, that's all we ask for. That's really all we need. Uh, that and, and an electronic copy. And, 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 and who are your auditors? Uh, our auditors, is, it's a firm uh, that we have used for a long, long time called Hope Joy Believer Associates, PLLC. Uh, formerly, yeah. they were, formerly, maybe you know them by their own name, uh, Hope Joy and Librand. Yes, a, a well-known firm. And, and which office do you use? We, we, we use, well, it's the, it's the office that's closest to us. So it's the, the uh, Eastern Siberia office of Hope, Joy, Believer, and Associates, PLLC. Fair enough. And um, what's, the, what's the basis of accounting? Uh, love. Love. So, so it's not IFRS for a multinational company or US GAAP. It's called love. Well, as I've established before, the North Pole is its own sovereign territory that we have. And uh, our generally accepted accounting principles is that we carry our books. Both book and tax are all based on the love basis of accounting. So can you briefly describe the love basis of accounting so that we can have a, an HTML translation through, Jason, through Jason's firm so we can yeah. figure out how to convert that to some form of um, currency that we would understand. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's very, very simple. If it, if it makes you feel happy, uh, it's a, it's a uh, debit. 
if it makes you feel sad, it's a credit. <laughs> and if you don't know where to put it, it goes in that center column, which is Christmas spirit. You have some special North Pole communication services that you special North Pole communication services. It's the same system that we use to, to, you know, to, to know when you are sleeping and know when you are awake. Do you have, uh, are you compliant with the GPDRS as it relates to the privacy concerns between people amongst their countries and you're spying on them? A hundred percent. No, we are not at all in compliance with that. Zero percent okay. in compliance. We, spy, another, uh, we, we know everything. We see everything. And if you're like, I prefer a, for you not to know that it's like, it doesn't matter if you clear that browser history, it's locked in. We've got it. Where do you bank? Uh, we bank at HSBC and Santa Claus chose that specifically because two of the initials are S and C, which are also his initials. He likes things like that. That's also why he gives extra presents to everyone who lives in South Carolina. Next question. Santa claims that his sleigh is, is drawn by reindeer. Yes. And how, and how, what do the reindeer eat? Candy. We feed the reindeer candy. Generally in cane form, but when the need arises, we do also throw in possibly Skittles, uh, Smarties, uh, Nerds, generally not the chocolate based because if because we are animal lovers and most animals, their digestive system does not handle chocolate the way that humans systems do. Elves also Good with chocolate, reindeer, not. So it's usually just the straight sugar candy. On Christmas Eve, we give them pixie sticks because they need the extra oomph to get them around the world. So we are, we are measuring methane nowadays as an output that's a very significant gas that, that frequently passes from reindeer and similar, and similar animals. Um, what are you doing to sequester the methane? That, our, that that is happening here. Our our reindeer are listen. They're not the t- they're not typical reindeer. These reindeer they fly. They 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 can because uh, do you remember uh, uh, Albert Einstein? Well, I never met Albert Einstein. But do you but remember? I, I know of you him. know who the historian? Listen, now you're on the naughty list. That pushed you over. Your little smart aleck comment. I know you never met him. All right, because we see when everyone's sleeping, when everyone's awake, including you. And Albert Einstein's been asleep in a dirt nap for a long time, so we know you didn't meet him. Now, listen. He he hypothesized that nothing could go beyond the speed of light. Our reindeer can do that. So because of that, these are not. Not your typical reindeer. And so one of the things that you're probably assuming is that they are caribou who eat grass and fart methane, not our reindeer. They eat candy. They fart Christmas spirit. That's all of it. There's no laws that indicate that we need to sequester any Christmas spirit. As a matter of fact, we take it as part of our mission. Listen to me. Listen Listen to me. Part of our mission is to spread Christmas spirit, not to sequester it. So no, we don't sequester any methane. Now the elves, they produce a lot of methane. The reindeer zero. You know, I noticed that on line 27 you, of, your, of your tax filing, that was the travel and entertainment um, section of the mm-hmm. tax return. Um, I noticed that you deducted... Um, you deducted uh, 437 million lira 
as it related to um, candy canes. Can you explain to me what the entertainment or the travel necessity of candy canes was? The, 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 the inner, have you, candy canes are, are, are objectively the most entertaining candy that is out there. Now, granted, I, I also think it's crap that we only get to deduct half of that in the United States. So with the lira, that was, we actually were able to deduct the full amount in the country that lira are used, which I know you know which country lira are used in. So I'm not even going to say what country that is. So the travel expense was the candy necessary to feed the reindeer that pulled the sleigh that crossed the borders between the countries. Um, who, who files the interagency overhead flying aircraft tax filings as it relates to landing rights in the various 183 countries? that have sovereignty between the ground and the heavens. That is, uh, again, that would be Hope, Joy, Believer, and Associates PLLC, the Eastern Siberian office. And are those reports in, uh, what language are those reports filed in? Uh, all we of couldn't them. read them. All of them. We, we have duplicate copies in all of them, including in Turkish, which is where they use the lira. Do you have property and casualty insurance for landing on people's roofs? Oh, no, none of that. We're very, we've, we have a track record of, of thousands of years of zero damage done to roofs, to hearths, to mantles, to any, any personal or real property uh, of any of the houses that we visited. As a matter of fact, most people find us actually, most people find us completely undetectable and the people who do believe that they detect us, it's not us. It's someone dressed in the image of Santa Claus who going back to one of your earlier questions, those people never pay the license fee that is required to don the likeness or use the appearance of Santa Claus. So Santa reports royalty income. That's yes. a whole nother oh. conversation in your nonprofit losing business that you have that no 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 no, no. we request royalty income no one pays the royalty income we would we'd love to again i mean really to circle back to it i'm glad that you brought this up because this seldom comes to surface in any of these types of audits is that is this a hobby or is this a business? You're damn right it's a business. And the profit motive is that someday the royalty income and the licensing income is actually going to start coming in. You know, there are law firms that will go sue under I know. infringement. Yeah, not, not, John, in the not, John C's, Texas. not John C's a law firm in Australia. He won't. We asked him, but he wouldn't do it. We had to, we went to him because, uh, well, it was the, the, that he mostly worked on the, the, uh, it wasn't really a prenup. It was more of a postnup with Santa and, and Mrs. Claus, but they, he got it done and we, we nailed it out. Is there an issue between Mr. and Mrs. Claus? No, but you know, you, you just, you want to have your bases covered. They're good. I'll take your word for that. Um, <clears throat> do they, do they, do the elves, do the number of elves ever change? No, 461. We're actually the world's second largest employer of elves right behind the Keebler company. 
That concludes part three of Santa's audit. And now a word from our sponsor and my employer, Sage. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Ron, let's take a minute and talk about our new sponsor, File, F-Y-L-E. We saw a demo of this thing, and it's really awesome. It really is. It allows complete flexibility. You can use any program to submit your expenses. I found that completely liberating. Yeah, and of course, it integrates with all of the accounting software out there. Yeah, and they really nailed their pricing. They use a flat pricing system, so you don't pay for all your employees, only the ones that actually file their expense reports. Yep, so check them out at FileHQ.com. That's F-Y-L-E-H-Q.com. Have you ever been so annoyed by a commercial for a $5 ebook that you were willing to pay $10 to never hear it again? I sure have. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. Over the last several years, you've come to hate me, and I hate me too. By now, you know that for $5, you can get a copy of Ron and Ed's book. What you might not know is, for twice that much every month for forever, you can stop hearing me plug Ron and Ed's book, which totally makes sense, like the Diamond Water Paradox. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe today. Please, for the love of God, make it stop! Have you listened to so many of my ads that it's corroded your soul? I absolutely have. What if I told you that you could listen to my voice for an entire podcast? I'd say that approximately half of the podcast is actually my voice. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. And I'm Caleb Newquist. We're launching a new podcast called Oh My Fraud. Ron and Ed explore the soul of enterprise. Caleb and I explore fraud, which is more like the herpes of enterprise. Go to wherever you get your podcasts and download Oh Oh My Fraud. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. When you're booking your receivables for people who owe you the royalty, do you reserve Do you reserve the royalty uh, as uncollectible? And if so, what have you done for collection efforts? We... Okay, listen, we always book it as a receivable, but because based on the history that we've had that spans 2,021 years of never receiving any royalty income, we immediately also put that money into our account for our, our doubtful accounts. Uh, you, know, you know what I I'm noticed, talking about. I, I, noticed, I noticed that Santa tends to present himself as fairly robust. Yes. Um, has, 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 has Santa considered the implications to the children 
by running around as a robust man instead of a a weight balanced person. Again, I don't appreciate the fat shaming that you're doing of my boss at this time. And I don't see how that relates to the purpose of this audit. He's, well, that question, he's, that question came from the premier of Albania. He's so, big um, boned. He's just a big boned man. I wish people would just give him, give him a little bit of leeway. He, and, and come on, if you, on one night, if you had to look at that many cookies, you're going to eat some cookies. Okay. Just give him a break. He eats, he eats some cookies. We know that. Plus we need to, usually we, we the need milk to, is we need to come back to the environmental concerns of coal. Yes. Your, okay. your boss, your boss has a tendency to use a tremendous amount of coal and, uh, Former Vice President Al Gore has suggested that coal, while maybe um, feeding his family for generations, shouldn't be so used in, in mining. So how do you get the coal? And what are your concerns? Does Santa having any concerns about utilizing coal in, in a time when, when the carbon footprint is so heavy? Okay. So Santa uses coal for two purposes. One, for naughty kids' stockings. You should expect some. The other, to fuel the sole power plant that we have at the North Pole, just to run the lights that we have up here. Where do we get the coal? As I said before, it's very little known to the general population, but the North Pole is a veritable cornucopia of natural resources, including coal. We mine for the coal through the ice sheet that's in. There's, there's coal in the ice. Don't, I don't know. I don't know how the dinosaurs got here and died and got buried and got turned into coal in ice. I'm an accountant. I'm not a scientist. We get the coal we burn the coal then and that's 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 and then and we get we give far more coal to others whether they burn it or not that's not we don't say here's some coal burn this coal we just say here's some coal do what you want to do you want to play with it like a hacky sack that's awesome that's that that's actually great initiative i think because guess what they didn't get if you got coal you didn't get a hacky sack so you're just making lemon lemonade out of the lemon that is a hunk of coal uh, so that's, that's how we get, that's how we, that's how we get our coal. That's how we use our coal. Does Santa ever use FedEx or does Santa prefer UPS? Santa, Santa travels the globe by a reindeer drawn sleigh in one night. He does not have any use for any kind of delivery service, whether that be UPS whether that be the USPS, whether that be FedEx, whether that be Uber Eats, he doesn't use any of those those services. He does it himself. He's a, he delivers the packages artisanally. That's what we like to say in house. And and the sleigh, how large is the sleigh that Santa carries the gifts in? Well, are we saying uh like large to a human or large to an elf because to an elf gigantic i don't i can't speak for humans because you're you're freakishly large beings that i don't completely understand when did when did santa arrive at the north pole and was it a sovereign country before santa arrived at the north pole or did (laughs) santa commandeer it and did santa kick out indigenous north poleans he he arrived 
in the year one. And again, you know which year one. And when he arrived here, he immediately established it as a saw. He, he put up the Santa flag. It's, it's a Santa flag. It's still it's that's do you know why they call it the North Pole? Because he needed a pole to hang the Santa flag on when he declared it as a, as his own sovereign uh, country. And uh, and and at that point, uh, he did not know he did. There were no indigenous people here because it's a sheet of ice over the North Arctic Ocean. Okay, one final question. What is the depreciable life of the sheet of ice for which Santa runs his village on? Uh, there is no depreciable life because we can so we classify that as land. And as you know, land's not depreciable. Well, Mr. Elf Nice. Uh, it's Thank Stephen, Stephen McNice. Stephen McNice, it's I apologize. On, it's on the form. I, Yes, yes, you're correct. And I, I was unable to read it because of your penmanship. And um, on, behalf of, on behalf of all of the interagencies, uh, thank you for your cooperation. Um, we may have to do this again. I will certainly have to file my report as it relates to concerns of cross-border transactions and associated gift-giving in this reconciliation with John C. of Australia, the lawyer, However, uh, at this moment, I plan on reporting to my boss that there will be no changes to the Santa Claus LLC tax filings. And we appreciate your cooperation fully on this, a a busy day that you've had. Hey, and I got to say, I appreciate that so much. And guess what? You just did good to us. So we're going to do good to you. Thank you so much, Sir Matthews. Well, Merry Christmas to Santa Claus and all of your brother and sister elves. Yeah, and God bless us, everyone. Well, Ed, there's something you don't hear every day. No, it's amazing (laughs) we got our microphones in on that. Amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. Wow. Uh, I was thinking, Ed, as a bonus to our listeners, that if they wanted to get CPE, I have crafted a test that they could take and get CPE credit for this. Yeah. So based on what you just listened to, folks, here are some questions that we have to ask according to NAGBA guidelines. That's NAGBA, not NASBA. Uh, (laughs) How many elves work for Santa? Mm. How many sick days per year do they get? Mm -hmm. How many PTO days do they get per year? Who does Santa Claus bank with? Does he file a joint return with Mrs. Claus? And who was auditing Santa? Which agency? So answer those questions. They're open-ended. This is not multiple choice, but then we can can get you a a, a non-official, uncertified hour of CP. (laughs) From NAGBA. From NAGBA. (laughs) (laughs) We make that certificate up. That'll be fun. Oh, but in all seriousness, I'd, I'd like to thank if those of you don't recognize the voices on that. That was Greg Kite as Steve. Show Steve. Yeah, Steve McNice. 
and uh, our Verisage colleague, Dan Morris, as Sir John Mark Luke Matthews. So we really <laughs> appreciate the two of them weighing in on this and, and doing this. Great Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. They were great. And uh, yeah, they, they were just awesome. Both Verisage folks. So that was wonderful. So thanks, Greg. Thanks, Dan. So, Ron, what do we got coming out next week? Next week, Ed, we're going to rerun one of our favorite episodes, Virginia Postrel and her book, The Fabric of Civilization, which I know you loved and so did I. So I'm really looking forward to that. All right. What's the week after? The week after is the year in review. So we're going to look back on 2021. (laughs) All right. See you in 167 hours. This has been the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy, sponsored by Sage, transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. Join us on the 7th of January next year, folks, at Friday, on Friday at noon Pacific time. In the meantime, check us out at thesoulofenterprise.com. We'll have more information up there and upcoming shows. Also, you can contact Ed or me at asktsoe at Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great new year.